Chapter 1. Buried Alive It was midnight. Along the north shore of a Long Island highway, a car sped at sixty miles an hour. It was the light sedan of the Secret Six, and its only occupant was King, the leader of that little group of crime-breakers whose name had, in the past few months, become notorious among the police and the lawless alike. King raised his hand from the wheel and slapped his face twice to keep from falling asleep. Thank the Lord it wouldn't be long until he'd be back in the snug cabin that the Secret Six called their jungle home. His head nodded a little again, and for a split second sleep overtook him. The car swerved gently to the side of the road, tires crunched on the gravel. The sound caused him to snap wide awake, but he was too late. The car had already struck something. Bang! There was a loud report as the air left his right front tire. King jammed on the brakes, not too hard, so that he wouldn't be thrown farther into the ditch. Wham! Crash! His headlights had shown him a culvert at the side of the road. He tried to avoid it, but too late. He felt the whole right front corner of the car crumbling as it struck. The axle and wheel were folding back. The car was plowing down into the ditch. It stopped with a final jolt that threw him against the wheel, but without injury. With a groan of anger, he opened the door and climbed out. "'Well, fella,' he said after he'd inspected the damage, "'it looks as if it's your turn to walk. "'This would happen right here in the loneliest part of the whole road.' He stood up and surveyed the whole situation. The more he thought about it, the stranger it seemed that a tire should blow out because both of them were new. He walked around to the side of the car, reached into the pocket, and took out a flashlight. Then he went back to the right front corner. The wheel was torn off and crumpled, and had been pushed back under the side of the car. He fished it out, found the tire was badly mashed where it had hit the culvert. He shook his head. That tire hit something else, he decided half aloud. I'm sure of it. Yes, here it is. Say, that's a nasty-looking hole, just as though somebody had sucked it with an axe. He walked back fifty feet to the point where he'd swerved and looked for the object that had gashed his tire. He searched perhaps two minutes. Then the beam of his flashlight glinted on something shiny. Stooping down, he picked it up. A pickaxe. Curious, he swung the light so that it covered the side of the road, but there were no other instruments in sight. Maybe it had dropped off a truck. Suddenly he tensed. A sound had disturbed the night's stillness, a queer sound. It reminded him of the noise that beavers make when they're cutting down trees for a dam. Even as he listened, it stopped, and then started again. Softly muffled yet rasping, it gave him an eerie feeling that he vainly tried to shake off. He strode several steps in the direction from which it came, but when he flashed his light, the sound ceased abruptly. He turned off the flash, and in the darkness surveyed the territory from which the noise came. It was merely a field of an abandoned farm, and weeds and grass grew in wild disarray. Here and there was a low bush, yet the noise must come from an animal, because there was nothing tall or thick enough to hide a full-grown human being. One minute, 
Two minutes passed, and then the sound began again.